Hello, welcome to Let's Catch Up, um, a podcast where every other week I forget to ask you to rate and review and subscribe um, because I get so caught up in the drama of whatever's happening in the pop culture world. So, you know, if you haven't done that already, you know, give us a five star, maybe follow. I don't know. Anyway, um, I'm not going to dive into this, but like, has Will Smith inspired a generation of people to believe that they can get up and physically attack a pop star? Because this is absolutely unacceptable. What is this? Someone threw a phone at BB Rexa. Now, this person is saying that they did it so that she would take a selfie. Absolutely not. Because they threw it at her face and she literally had to go to the hospital to get stitches above her eye. What is wrong with you? They have since been arrested, as they should be, because they assaulted her. Then, not even like two days later or something, some fan gets on stage and slaps Ava Max. What? What are you people doing? Also, where is security? I know that the BB Rexa show was like pretty small, um, so I'm not sure that there was any kind of security, but like, what? I also think that the tickets got down to like very cheap. Um, before the show. Anyway, that's not, that has nothing to do with the assault. I'm just throwing that out there. But like, absolutely not. We are not hitting people on stage. Stop it. Um, what are we going to catch up on this week? Um, there's some Spotify podcast drama. There's some movies coming out. Um, I am obviously going to discuss the submarine but from a pop culture lens, of course, because I'm no scientist. Um, spoiler alert, not sure if you guys knew. <laughs> I also want to kind of touch on Russell and Kimora Lee Simmons. It's really a sad story, but like, I don't know. I think it's important that we talk about these things because this is how people continue to get away with like decades of abuse. Um, oh, and oh God, and I have to talk about like Megan Good. <sighs> I'm disappointed in her. Um, and, uh, who all was at the Louis Vuitton show for Pharrell's first, uh, run at, uh, artistic director. So that's kind of fun. Um, but yeah, let's not hit pop stars. Okay. That one seems, I just didn't think we had to like run through that. But the fact that there were like two in like one week, it's literally that TikTok audio. That's uh, what is it from SpongeBob or something? That's like, if I had a nickel for every time a pop star was assaulted by a fan at a concert this week, I'd have two, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice. (laughs) Okay, now that I've butchered that, let's catch up. Okay, we obviously have to talk about the submarine, but don't worry, this is not CNN. This is not the daily. I will not be covering the submarine from the perspective of how many knots or how much oxygen or anything other than the fact that it's silly. Now, if that upsets you, if you find yourself being, you know, deeply empathetic towards these people that have lost their lives, allegedly, we believe at this point, I don't know. I'm sorry. That's not confirmed. Like, I just said I'm not a news source, but like, we can all agree, right? Um, I appreciate your empathy. However, I'm going to discuss this from a purely silly, silly perspective, which is the thing that they were going to see, they could have seen on land. The thing that they were going to see they were going to have to view through a screen because there were no windows. The thing that they were going to see, other people have gone to see and recorded it, and they have come back and provided us with footage. 
The thing they were going to see, I could Google right now and pull up an image of. The thing that they were going to see, is this spoken word now? The thing that they were going, sorry. Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio introduced us. And I also need you guys to know, I don't know if I told you guys that I went to go see Titanic off-Broadway. It's fantastic, amazing, I loved it, it's wonderful. And it's all I could think of this week because they said that there's the potential that Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On has been playing nonstop throughout the voyage because it was meant to be played in that Pringles can on the way down to the ocean. Now, you might be saying, Megan, that's not nice to call it a Pringles can. Honey, have you seen it? Have you seen images of it? Have you seen images of other people who were in it because it was dropped off at their college campus randomly last year or something? Three people in that sucker is a tight squeeze. There are five. They are not wearing shoes, which I understand to some of you might not be a big deal. But if you're going to go ahead and take me down and trap me in the depths of the ocean and everybody's little piggies are going to be out, I'm out of there. Spiritually. You know what I mean? Absolutely not. Everything that we have learned about this submarine has been overwhelming, right? Like the information is about to make my brain burst. And I haven't even gotten to what I really want to dig into, the pop culture of it all, which is one of the billionaire stepsons. Do I know any of these people's names? No. Did I look them up? Also no. If you know them, great, and I'm sorry. I do feel terrible that there's like a 19-year-old who was definitely dragged into this like tube going down to the ocean that's controlled by a you know a video game controller that's wireless also so i guess you were relying on bluetooth connectivity and there's only one button in the in the submarine which there should always be more than one button there should always there one button is not enough so let's focus on the billionaire and his stepson who has been all over the internet so one of the men in the submarine is down there and his stepson posts a photo of him outside of a Blink-182 concert on Tuesday. And he says, you know, had these tickets. I know some people may judge us, but like my family loves music. Like this is what he would have wanted me to be doing. This is what I'm doing to cope or whatever. First of all, you don't have to post this. He could have gone to the Blink-182 concert in complete anonymity. None of us would have ever known. Two, There is like inherently no real judgment here, at least from me, the idea that like this is your stepfather and you already had tickets. Like I think there's a lot of things that add up that's like it is very weird, but like you would probably just go because like you had the tickets. Maybe you try and sell them. I don't know. I also don't know what their family dynamic is, but I feel like it's kind of safe to say like the stepfather situation here might also be a weird thing. Like if it was his father or perhaps his like biological brother or something like that i'm not i'm speculating right i don't know anything about their family dynamic they may be one of those families you know with the shirts that say like not the stepfather but the father that stepped up i don't know but it's not giving that vibe because that is the first thing that this young man does he's not young i'm sorry i said that i believe this man is in his 40s he goes to his concert and he posts about it which is weird now everyone keeps commenting about the fact that blink 182 has that song where they literally go where are you which is Bad, 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 bad timing. Bad, bad, unforge. He goes to the Blink-182 concert. The next thing this little man does is some woman posts a thirst trap on Twitter and says, you know, be sure to subscribe to my OnlyFans. Now, unfortunately, I do not know this woman's name and I apologize for that. She posts this thirst trap. She says, be sure to subscribe to my OnlyFans or something like that. 
She also, I think, makes an innuendo at some point. I don't want to misquote it because I am worried that if I get it wrong, it'll make me look like a creep instead of the other way around, you know? But she does say, subscribe to my OnlyFans. This man, quote, tweets it. His father is lost at sea and not in a boat, but in a tube. A windowless, shoeless tube. And he, quote, tweets it and says, will do. And then he replies to his own tweet and says, please keep my family in your prayers. Praying hand emoji. Thoughts and prayers, he said, about his own stepfather. Please keep my family in your prayers. I'm not sure if this woman responded to him. I can imagine why she would not. So that happens. And people are like, what? This is so weird. And so, like, it's becoming a part of the discourse. The stepson is becoming a part of the discourse, interspersed with people going on TV, like people who are experienced divers and engineers, people who um, have been in the tube before, people who... Um, I know I should call it a submarine, but like, y'all, it's a tube. Anyway, people who have been in it before, people who almost went in it, everyone is saying like, it's looking bad, it's looking bad, it's looking bad. These stories are being intercut with stories of the stepson. So naturally, someone like Cardi B points out the fact that the stepson is being like weird and a creep. And she's like, why are you going to the Blink-182 concert and like commenting all this stuff? She's like, that's weird. She posts this on TikTok with the filter that has just like Vecna from Stranger Things just like holding on to her. I understand that I'm sounding like a Mad Lib right now because I'm literally talking about somehow a submarine that has sunk to the bottom of the ocean that was intended to see the Titanic remains. Cardi B, Blink-182, OnlyFans, and Vecna from Stranger Things. I mean, you can't put those on a bingo card together, I, I, I imagine. So anyway, Cardi B is like, are you serious? So then the stepson tweets like, are you seriously so desperate for like attention? Your music is doing so bad that you're coming after me during this hard time for my family. Now this man, David Mack, tweeted, <laughs> he tweeted, quote, the submarine stepson is feuding with Cardi B. I say to myself as the nurses wheel me down the halls of the mental hospital. And I related very deeply to that because that is how I feel talking about this. Just mashing up a bunch of words. Okay, so we've got Blink-182. We've got OnlyFans. We've got Cardi B. Now, it turns out this man is also a criminal. You cannot make this stuff up. There was a woman who tweeted, like a DJ or someone literally tweeted, um, not my stalker becoming famous because his billionaire stepfather is stuck in a submarine. This man was arrested because he threatened to shoot up an EDM festival because he was stalking a 22-year-old DJ. No, nothing bad happened to your Spotify. I just had to pause because you cannot take in all this information. It is unbelievable. And just when you think, whoa, 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 my brain, it hurts. It turns out that King Princess, the like singer who has been a noted Nepo baby, um, her great, 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 I might be wrong. It might be just three greats. Um, grandparent, grandmother is one of the, people that died on the Titanic. And um, they are also related to the pilot of the submarine. The wife of the pilot is also a great, great granddaughter of people who died on the Titanic and were fictionalized in the movie. So these people need a new hobby. 
I did not know we cared about the Titanic this much, right? Also, I mean, I can tell you how much I didn't care about it. I didn't know where it went off. What went, you know, have y'all looked at a map of where they are? Because it's a lot closer than I realized. I, I am a very simple girl. And once I heard iceberg, I was like, oh, so they were in Antarctica. <laughs> That's probably really embarrassing to admit. But I was like, oh, they were either like super, super far north or super, super far south. I'm like, they were in Iceland. They were, they were, you know, iceberg, Iceland, Greenland, whatever. They were just like, just off this, the, just a smidge off the coast of Nova Scotia. Not far at all. We could all do this, except we can't because it costs $250,000. And that is why people have a tendency to not be particularly empathetic because this is not a normal issue to have. Now, I'm not trying to be this way, but I'm just saying that we're exercising a lot of resources to save these people who spent all this money, who signed all these waivers that said, yeah, I'm probably going to die because this has not been well done or well executed. And there are a lot of people who don't have homes and can't feed their children and can't buy their children new clothes for the new school year. And we don't really do as much for them. So every tweet that is said, why has anyone suggested that the billionaires just save themselves by picking themselves up by their bootstraps has made me laugh. And I'm sorry if that upsets you, but I'm not sorry because this is crazy. I do enjoy that people are like, what are we going to talk about when this is all over? Because it has taken up so much of our discourse, but like, Think about this time next year when someone sees like a memory or something pop up on their phone and they'll be like, remember last year when a Titanic tour submarine disappeared and we all saw pictures of it and were horrified by what we saw? There could be, there could have been five adults sitting in a submarine crisscross applesauce because they could not stand up listening to my heart will go on. Now I got to tell y'all, I was in there. First of all, I'm already pissed. I'm already pissed about the shoes. Keep your feet away from me. Hate feet. But in addition to that, I am singing every single time my heart will go, my heart will go on. And so I will assume that I would not survive for very long because someone would take me out. Because at a certain point, I'm going to start like trying to harmonize, right? I'm going to do like one song all the way through in the melody. Next time it comes on, I'm going to go high harmony, right? Next time, I'm going to try and do a low harmony, and that's going to be really, really bad. Um, actually, the high harmony is also going to be really bad because it's Celine, right? Um, and then I'm going to start doing voices, right? So, like, the next time, I'll just be singing, like, completely in a British accent, right? Like, Nefa. It's not going to be good. Um, but that's just me. That's just what I'm thinking about how I would be handling this crisis. So, if Celine's not playing, I, I probably would pretend to sing it at some point, and then I would also be, you know, because everyone would be like, it's not funny to sing the Titanic song right now. But like, why do you, why do you need to see the room? Okay, whatever, whatever. We talked about it. Isn't that stepson just so crazy? Like, he didn't have to say anything. He could be so quiet. He's also like literally tweeted out the N word like two days ago. Like, it wasn't like people had to go looking for a heart. Like, <laughs> a tweet being like, whoa, he's also racist. It was like, no, he just dropped it off like this week so that no one had to scroll that far. Like, he's not well and he needs to have his social media revoked from him. But I mean, it obviously is so sad for all of their families that they literally were just taken on this tube. But as a very smart woman on TikTok said, you know who's not down there? Women. Let's talk Louis Vuitton and Pharrell. So Pharrell had his first show as the creative director at um, Louis Vuitton. 
And I'm really just talking about it because there were so many celebrities there. I mean, we love Pharrell. It seemed like a great vibe. Like, not that I was, like, invited. But, like, it seemed like a lot of fun, a lot of joy, obviously a lot of music. Something I also appreciated, he brought his entire design team out. At the end of the show, you know, designers, creative directors, whatever, you know, come out. And, like, they run the gamut of what they do on the runway, right? Like, some of them, like Jonathan Anderson and some of these, like, you know, more shy guys or whatever, they just pop their heads out of the back and they take a quick bow and they run back in. Some designers take a whole lap. Michael Kors is always, like, jogging through the entire environment where the the show's runway existed. Pharrell did something very interesting. I know I'm skipping to the end of the show, but he brought out his entire design team with him which I think is really nice and something that I always think about when like creative directors do this is I'm like there's an army full of people in the back that were like last minute like stitching and poking and doing all these things to get this ready and they deserve just as much credit as the creative director because they're the ones that really did the labor here to like bring their vision to life. So I appreciate that he brought them out with him acknowledging the fact that like despite the fact that this was his vision like there were people that had to bring it um, to reality. He also apparently spent like five minutes out on the runway. It seemed like he was really soaking it in, according to people there, which I think is really sweet. We love Pharrell. Um, remember when he had that reality show on Netflix about a choir? I should go rewatch that. It made me emotional. Um, but really what I wanted to talk about is less about the um, like actual clothes because it was just like a lot of logos. But it was very like – it's menswear, so it was very, um, I think – I don't know, like sporty in some ways. But um, what I loved most of all was like it was a full celeb turnout, okay? These these are A-listers, okay? This is not a joke. We had Beyonce. We had Jay-Z. We had Kimberly there, the only Kardashian present. Rihanna, ASAP Rocky, and Zendaya. And then, unfortunately, we also had Jared Leto. Is it just me or does Jared Leto not make sense in this um, grouping? Is it just me? Zendaya was sitting next to um, Beyonce and they were like chatting and I was like, okay, superstars. Um, Rihanna was late, of course, which at this point I do appreciate her consistency despite the fact that I would find it personally frustrating if I worked for her that she decided to be late everywhere. Um, Kimberly was there wearing this like fanny pack looking thing that I have to imagine she hated wearing because it was just like a sports bra leggings, like this pixelated camo look. But then this fanny pack thing was also like a muff. Like she kept putting her hands in it. I don't know. It was so weird, but whatever. Um, But very, very A-list moment. Then you have Willow and Jaden Smith, which is just like fine. Um, Megan the Stallion was there, which like I love Meg. I'm not sure if she's like fully, you know, superstardom at a Beyonce Kimberly level just yet but I appreciate her presence nonetheless Lenny Kravitz was there at one point him and Naomi Campbell were holding hands like taking photos which I thought was interesting I'm not saying that there's anything going on I'm just saying it's interesting that that was the pose that they chose but I don't know I've never been like at a fashion show with someone that I kind of sort of know and people were taking pictures of us maybe you just clasp onto each other for dear life um Offset was there LeBron and Savannah were both there um, which love that for him. And I love watching him and Rihanna interact because, you know, she loves him so much and he like rubbed her baby belly. And I have to feel like that was like really thrilling for her because I saw it happen and I was like, Ugh, I hate that, but she loves him. So I assume she enjoyed it. Um, 
Kelly Rowland was there. I did not see her and B interact, but I presume that they did. Kelly was just not seated, like, right where B was, you know? Um, nothing, you know, nothing against her. Um, Naomi Campbell was there. Also, if you guys look at these outfits, Miranda Kerr was also there, which, like, you know, love that for her. And then um, Pharrell was obviously there, did quite a few looks, and him and Jay-Z had a little, like, set at the end of the night, and he had a choir come out, and it just feels like a wonderful vibe, and it was, like, on the river, CN. I shouldn't be saying that because I don't know what I'm saying, but it seems like a wonderful show and, like, a good moment for Louis Vuitton considering most of us just think of a never full and a girl that was mean to us in high school, you know? Hey, here's a question for you since we've all been focused on, you know, under the sea. Um, what in the actual Christ alive is Megan Good doing? If you are not already aware, Megan Good has been rumored to be dating Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors is currently going through a court battle, not just a celebrity scandal. This man is appearing in court for the allegations against him of physically assaulting his girlfriend not that long ago, right in the midst of his like little public moment. There are allegations that he strangled his girlfriend. She called the cops. He was arrested. Now, he is in court for these allegations, um, and Megan Good has been spotted out with him multiple times. Now, very quickly, people were like, this is a PR relationship. This is in an effort to make him look better. I have no idea what it does for her. I have no, I mean, I guess she's cutting a, a nice check because I don't know what, what it does for her reputation to be spotted with a man whose most recent news stories had to do with domestic abuse. Allegedly, allegedly. I'm so confused. I do not understand. Especially because, like, she has just come off of this, like, lengthy divorce to this pastor. And she was kind of having this moment with the show Harlem on Prime. And I think we talked about it for a little while. Like, it is good. I enjoyed it. So I feel like she really could have turned a corner professionally and had, like, a real moment about her. So for her to be now out in public with this man is disappointing, to say the least, as a fellow Megan. But... The worst part of it all is not just that they were spotted at like Red Lobster or whatever, which was, I'm not making that up. That's really not a joke. They like quite literally were spotted at Red Lobster. If I'm in a PR relationship and that man is not taking me to Carbone, I'm not showing up. Red Lobster, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love a cheesy biscuit just as much as the next girly, but not for a PR relationship. Be so serious. Also, you know, it has to be PR because like... If you're spotted at like Carbone or like Polo Bar or something, it's like very much everyone knows that like they might see a celebrity there and then you see them there and it's like whatever. But like to spot them at Red Lobster, there someone from one of their teams had to send someone there or had to like quote unquote leak it to TMZ. I don't even think you can call it a leak. They had to call and be like, hey, Jonathan Majors and Megan Good are sitting two tables from the lobster tank. They are chowing down on some biscuits. He just got the captain's platter. Like it's going down because no one else would have known. <laughs> anyway, he had a court date this past week and she went with him to court. They're like holding hands on the steps. Like, what is this? I hate it so much. Like 
if there's one thing, one trope we know we will see for the rest of time, it is like, I'm going to stand by him. Like that woman, she's going to stand by her man. Okay, fine. Like, fine. But they are not married. They do not have children or a family or a life together. They have not been married. They've not been together for that long. She did not have to go to court with him with his wrinkled, non-pressed blazer. Okay? Look up the picture. The way that... I don't know what good a PR team does if they're, they want you to hold hands with a woman, but they won't tell you to steam your blazer before you go to court. Looking disheveled. Show some respect. I just, I can't. I'm so, I'm so, it, her behavior, it upsets me. It upsets me. And maybe it's her team I should be upset with. Maybe it's not her, but she is a woman, a grown woman with autonomy. She could have said, no, I think this is a bad idea. And she didn't. And so now they're just like, ugh, it's so gross. Olive Garden next, I guess. I, how dare they? How dare they even consider besmirching the great Olive Garden name? No bottomless breadsticks for you too. Okay, uh, this question is just like, are we surprised about Russell Simmons' behavior? The answer is no. I'm not really even asking a question because the answer is no. He's been accused by over like a dozen women of, actually, I should say, I let I don't need, I was going to say over a dozen women and then I panicked that I got the number wrong and that it might just be 10 but like does it matter but it does cuz you you guys know I get so nervous allegedly ale- he's been allegedly accused by a- allegedly a dozen women of allegedly assaulting them harassing them oh no I'm panicking um okay let's talk about this story specific to his family um so he has obviously had these rumors about being um, a not good person there. That won't get me sued. Um, and on Father's Day, one of his children posted like just a Father's Day post for her mother instead of Russell. And it's weird. I don't know. So then this grown man starts like trying to like subtweet his children on Instagram like, Stop telling fathers that they should have fought harder to see their children and start asking mothers why we have, why he had to fight it all. Ugh, gross. Also, keep in mind, his children are not like 11. These are adults. One of them is 23 and one of them is 20. So, like, I understand that they are young, but, like, they are old enough to um, see their parents as adults and see their parents' behavior as adults. Um, so... After he posts these things, it's kind of this domino effect, right? The first child posts Happy Father's Day to mom. Russell posts, you know, all the shady stuff. Then the second child, um, who is 20 and just graduated from Harvard, by the way. So not that we needed to, like, you know, add to her credibility, but sounds like she's smarter than me. Um, She posts, like, our dad has been terrible to us for years. So she starts posting screenshots and videos where she's like muted his um, voice. But like you can tell he's like berating her on FaceTime that she was having panic attacks that like he called um, Kimora names. He called them names and not like silly, goofy girl names, you know, um, and like blaming the kids for like the relationship with the mom and saying that the mom has taken all of his money and all this stuff and like this girl is literally like, I am your child. Like you yell at me, like it is my fault. And you have caused me to literally need medication because of the anxiety that you have caused me. 
Um, you uh, Like, she says that she, like, blocked her dad's number at times, and the dad would, like, harass her boyfriend and her friends trying to get in contact with her. He, the girls would be on trips in other countries. The dad would just cut off, Russell would just cut off the debit card or any access to money while they are literally just in another country because they, um, you know, because he said that he was mad at them. Um, so after the daughter kind of went through all of this, Kimura, who they were married for quite some time, and it's also not a great situation when you look at the age difference when they um, met. I think Kimura was 17 um, when they met, and he was in his 30s, if I um, remember correctly. Um so, like, that's not great. Those are giving Predator vibes anyway. But um, she posted to her story, her, like, daughter's post, and was like, this man has been threatening my kids' lives. Like, we will not be bullied. No one should have to live like this. This is not okay. And she's, like, never spoken publicly because they are going through quite – they've been, like, battling in court for years and years and years. They got divorced over 10 years ago. Um But then, like, Russell, like, posted that he's, like, deeply sorry for yelling at his girls and that, like, he – God is testing him. He also was, like, when his daughter was on Instagram Live and she was, like, talking about how her father was, like, harassing her and her sister and her mom, Russell Simmons was on the live in the comments. Like, I don't – he was, like, I can't remember what it was, but he, like, commented something on it. I just, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a, I love when I like give that, that clarification. Like just in case you guys are wondering, I don't have a copy of the DSM or whatever in my um, home, but that has to be some sort of narcissistic behavior, right? To like your child is like voicing their like trauma with you. And you're just like in the comments, like, Hey girl, call me or something. I don't even know, but he posts this thing and I'm going to read it, but I, you need to know that I am including, I'm going to, include all the ellipses because there are a bunch so he posted a picture of the two girls and it just says love god is testing you a little bit it's okay be strong dot 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 they are called growing pains dot 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 as you know we grow through adversity and struggle dot 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 you read my books and heard me preach your whole childhood dot 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 reach sorry I, i got confused reach back to old lessons and remember to remember quote smile and breathe heart smile and breathe dot 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 you are the watchers of this world dot 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 so let go dot 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 be at ease dot 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 am i rapping so let go dot 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 be at ease dot 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 god is driving and he is working on you heart emoji deeply in all caps sorry for being frustrated and yelling dot 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 but know this dot 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 there are no conditions dot 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 for sure i love you guys more than i love myself here's the thing you being frustrated and yelling at your children is something you should apologize for and it is something you should apologize for in private. Everything before that was so confusing and it is very clear that like they do not have a relationship where um they are they just like go through like a difficult time and then they talk about it and then they recover. It's like clear that this is a pattern of abuse and um he no one in his family has responded. Not Kimura, not either one of the girls. Um I know that, like, you're probably like, Megan, that's gross. Like, why are we talking about this? But, like, this man has had other allegations. Um, Like, in the midst of the Me Too movement, he was a name that came up. Um, 
there was like a culture of abuse, it seems like, within Def Jam um, that he co-founded. Um, I don't know. It's just like not great. And like doing all of this in public is also not great. And if you were like a mature adult and your 20-year-old daughter posted about how you like yell and scream at her and are frustrated with her or whatever, and you like really thought that you were going to be helpful, you would definitely not post an Instagram of a, an Instagram photo of your two children. But um, anyway, he seems gross. Okay, this is something kind of interesting to watch and very like meta for me to discuss. But um, Spotify's like podcast strategy is something that I just want like to note. If you saw in the last week, um, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's uh, production company ended their Spotify deal or Spotify ended their deal with Archwell, whatever. Um, it was a multi-year deal where they were supposed to produce multiple projects and the only thing that we got was the 12 episode interview series that Meghan Markle did and it was a 20 million dollar deal now first of all I would love to make a 20 million dollar deal with literally anyone and only produce a 12 episode podcast I have literally made more than 12 episodes of this podcast on my own and unfortunately, the recuperating funds are not in the millions over here. Um, I don't think they got the full $20 million. I mean, there's no way that the deal was structured in that way. But, you know, I'm not anybody's attorney. I don't know the ins and outs. Apparently, it was mutual. But, like, who knows what that means. Um, there also were rumors now that she did not, Meghan Markle did not even do all of the interviews on her podcast. I tried to listen to it. I feel like we touched on it briefly because she had some interesting people on and like she's friends with Serena Williams and I thought those would be interesting conversations, but like they're honestly not really because I, I mean, we've said this before. Like I think that she, both of them, her and Harry are just boring people. They're just boring rich people. So they have no idea how to like have like fun, interesting, normal conversations, even with other celebrities. Um, but the fact that they only produced 12 episodes of that show and now it, and the premise of the show is that she was interviewing people and it's possible that she was not actually even interviewing people is so crazy. So in addition to this, Spotify's like podcast strategy, they um, acquired both Gimlet and Par Parlay, Parcast. Um, <laughs> didn't know they acquired both of those, which was supposed to be an attempt at like fully rounding out their podcast, like from just their, their podcast, like wing of the business, I guess, to not just be the in-house podcast, but also to include things like Gimlet that has won a literal Pulitzer for their reporting. Um, so the goal was to kind of add some prestige and then they're going to flush out this whole idea of serving podcasts to all these different audiences and then they acquire these two companies and then lay off like 200 people within those two companies which is obviously just awful and like so frustrating if you worked for one of those companies um so they've been formally absorbed into spotify studios that is trying to um like fully shape out their identity and they've been in can for like the business week of can or whatever i didn't know this was a thing 
Um, but like they're doing like all these like sound baths and beach yoga and Alex Cooper and Emma Chamberlain are like guest speakers. Like there's truly nothing against them. And I also feel like I don't have to say this to you guys, but like I am all for the girlies running a grift. I am all for the girlies making cash. I am all for the girlies in their 20s cashing checks. I really, truly am. I just wish it was some other girlies. Emma Chamberlain seems fun and cool, whatever. I'm just confused about the coffee thing. Like, I'm so confused about it. But every time she does the Vogue red carpet, it seems she seems like a nice girl. I don't know. I'm not even getting into the call her daddy girl. But whatever. Um, I just like, I'm like, why can't it be like, there are just so many other, like so many other girlies. We would love to be at Cannes sitting on the beach talking about like our podcast perspective or like our, our interview prowess or whatever. I don't know. Anyway. And then they've got Joe Rogan, like inviting RFK on to, and saying like he should have be in a cage match with Joe Biden or whatever. I don't know what any of these men are up to. Also, I'm joking about the cage match. But I'm not – did you guys see that, like, Elon Musk said that he would take Mark Zuckerberg on a, in a cage match? I just, <laughs> if those two men physically fight each other, we have to call it. Like, we have to call society. Can you imagine – this is a tangent, and we'll get back to Spotify in a second. Can you imagine being a whole billionaire – and being like, yeah, I'm going to fight. I mean, like, we all kind of want to fight Elon Musk. Like, I I understand that instinct. And Mark Zuckerberg, I guess, is doing jujitsu now. <laughs> it's, like, so confusing. But the fact that they're like, yeah, 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 we'll fight. And they're probably going to, like, charge for tickets. And it's going to be a whole, like, scam or whatever. But, like, it's just so weird that they... <laughs> on the internet like they're both too old to be fight I'm sorry it's just so strange anyway so Spotify is trying to um shape out their thing or whatever also I did not realize that Bill Simmons was like the head of um Spotify's podcast innovation which is like kind of weird to me I don't know I'm confused um but they've had all these issues with Joe Rogan. Let me just like try and go back to this four years, right? And trying to decide like how much money, obviously, um, they it's worth to invest in him given that like other um, artists have said that they will not like, they don't want Spotify to platform their music, whatever. Anyway, so the Spotify has said to the rest of their company, like we are moving into the quote next phase of podcasting. I do not know what that means, but they are saying that Trevor Noah is going to launch a weekly Spotify podcast, which we love. Like I will listen to him. I think, I don't know. depends on what he talks about, I guess. Like, is he going to be interviewing people? Um, I don't know. We'll see. That's really the only deal that's like popped up. But I think that it's interesting that they are honing in on podcasts, given that we have these like other kind of podcast like Stitcher and um, Sirius XM, like our real like podcast centric platforms. And Spotify doesn't have to be a podcast. Like, I, I don't know. This is why I don't run a company, right? Because like the idea of like, you got to get a little bit of everything and you got to be good at it all doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I'm like, why don't you pick like two things and be really, really good at them? But I guess that's not how you take over the world, right? Like Mark Zuckerberg is good at Facebook and jujitsu. Like he has to, <laughs> just so crazy, whatever. Anyway, point being, I think we should keep an eye out on what's going on with Spotify and 
Um, also, just in case you guys are wondering, the app that I record this podcast on was acquired by Spotify not that long ago. So I should have seen this coming, I guess. Like, it fully changed, like, the platform that I do this on and everything, and it is now another Spotify logo on my phone. And when it was not originally, it was a separate company entirely. So they're trying to take over, and and I love them so much. And I I have always loved Spotify, and I've always paid for Spotify. Okay, something that we are watching, paying attention to this summer, and I mean, if you've been around, you know, the Catching Up uh, fam, dare I say, for a while, you'll know that movies are not my strength. But I'm going to talk about movies because there's a lot happening and I think I'm going to be seated in the theater. I think I'm going to have a bucket of popcorn and a beverage of my choosing that can fluctuate from, you know, an icy to wine. Um, So those are the dynamics of me in a movie theater. (laughs) Um, But I think there's a lot of exciting things. We kind of touched on The Little Mermaid, which already came out and like was wonderful and also like we love a press tour of two like cute little talented people giggling I've watched the interview, have I already said this, the interview where Jonah Howard King is talking about drowning in a tank while they're they're shooting a scene and how bad of a swimmer he is. And Halle Bailey is laughing the entire time. He's talking for like a minute straight. She cannot stop laughing. She is crying from laughing so hard. I am just sitting watching it as a grown woman just kicking, giggling, kicking my feet. Just precious. I want it all. Send them on tour. Um, you know who is going on tour? The Barbie cast. This is not a joke. Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling are apparently going to like major cities. They're doing New York, London. Uh, <laughs> she forgets all the other ones. I think I saw Brisbane. Brisbane? Is that how it's pronounced? Um, I might have made that up though just because Margot Robbie's Australian. Uh, maybe Los Angeles. I feel like I could just pick like six or seven, maybe eight major cities, and I'd do okay. But anyway, they are going on some sort of tour. I have no idea what that means. I have no idea if I'll be in attendance, but if they're giving out merch, I might try and make an appearance. Anyway, let's talk about other things coming out. So Julia Louis-Dreyfus was in this movie, You Hurt My Feelings, that came out a couple weeks ago, and I um, do kind of want to see it, but I'm not sure that it's a go-to-the-theater kind of situation. Um, There is this movie called Past Lives, and it stars Greta Lee, Um, and it's apparently like really beautiful and it was like at Sundance and people loved it and it's like her very first film. And so people are like, oh my God. Um, but I was trying to think of what I recognize Greta Lee from and she's, uh, the friend in Russian doll. Um, but I'm kind of excited to see it. It seems like really, I don't know. It's got like, um, childhood sweetheart, and I think there's some sort of, like, I don't know if it's, like, time travel kind of thing. But, like, there's some sort of, you know, childhood sweetheart and her husband. And, like, I don't know. Seen the two of them. Um, Elemental is the Pixar movie, which, have y'all seen the thing that, like, there's, like, a, <laughs> there's, like, um, a, a piece of ice or something? I don't know. It looks cute. Someone on Twitter said that you shouldn't go see it if you're single, but... It's a piece of ice, I think, that, like, is formally, like, non-binary. And, like, the voice actor tweeted out, like, I'm so proud to be, like, Pixar's first non-binary character or whatever. And all these people were tweeting out, like, all of these other, like, 
cartoon characters basically being like how dare you erase her like someone did the like um the like radio on the doll's legs or whatever from toy story it was like how dare you erase them i think it's one of those things that's like it's so classic like um like you get to get a pat on the bat and say that you like did something that's like diverse and like accepting of uh, other people but it's like a literal cartoon piece of ice so like i'm not sure that it ever had sexuality or any gender identity but but you know what excuse me like i've never been a piece of ice i've never been a piece of ice so i don't know i don't know okay anyway there's the um wes anderson movie which like that is not my journey but i love that for one of y'all you know what else isn't my journey? The Flash. We talked about Ezra Miller. I genuinely cannot believe that this film is even coming out with them in it, that they were on a red carpet. The way that their behavior has been so brushed under the rug by DC is genuinely disgusting to me. Um, no Hard Feelings is the Jennifer Lawrence rated R comedy. I'm very excited to go see that. I may go see that this weekend um, because I do love her in a comedy and I wish she did more. We don't have to be so serious all the time. There's an Indiana Jones movie coming out. <laughs> when I, I clearly don't know a lot about that. Um, this one I'm super excited about. Uh, Joyride. It's Ashley Park. It's Stephanie Hsu. Um, and two other women. And they go to China to look for Ashley Park's birth mother. It is. I think it's also a rated R comedy. Which is like such a vibe. Um, but it seems like very fun. So this is, this feels like a good theater moment for sure. Um, I think that's July 7th. It's the beginning of July. You've got a Mission Impossible film. So Tom Cruise is going to be out and about. People are already saying that they think like the Top Gun Maverick impact is going to be big for this. It's also like a, I have no idea what number this is. Maybe nine. I'm just making things up. Mission Impossible nine or something, but it's part one of whatever it is. I don't know. I saw some clip the other day of him like he just <laughs> he he's like driving a car while he's like handcuffed to Haley Atwell and they are like they each have like one hand handcuffed and so he has to drive the car with one hand and so like they're shooting the film and they're like Tom really has to drive the car one handed and I'm like he really doesn't. He really wants to because that man is convinced that he's immortal. You cannot tell me otherwise. He does not think he's going to die. Um, there's this movie called Theater Camp, which I am not sure how I feel about going to see it, but it is very, um, like it has like the, the bins, the, the Evans Hansen. I heard someone use that phrase the other day to make me laugh. Ben Platt, Noah Galvin, like their whole friend group. Um, it seems fun, but I don't know if I'm going to like physically go see it. Barbie, however, we are going to be seated for, we have discussed, they are doing promo. They do have a progressive commercial with flow. Um, everything I've seen about it makes me so excited and you know that I'm not going to be so in-depth critical of anything, but like every time we see anything where it's like Margot Robbie is like holding a steering wheel, like a doll would hold a steering wheel, like it all just seems like Greta Gerwig has done like such a thoughtful, um, approach to all of this. And also this whole story about Amy Schumer potentially being Barbie was completely like a completely separate studio like Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach were not attached at all um also they give me such like 
Like, I know that, like, her being with him has helped her career, but I think that she's more talented than him. You know what I mean? Like, they give me the, that, that couple's vibes where it's like, I, I'm sure they love each other and I love that for them. But at the end of the day, I do believe that she's more talented than him. And both of them know that, but they, like, never say it. You know? Anyway. Um, I'm not going to be too critical of it is what I'm saying. I know that the same day Oppenheimer comes out and people are very excited about that. And people are like tweeting out like your strategy that day. Like you go to Barbie for, you know, a matinee and then you go to dinner and then you go watch Oppenheimer. I will not be seated for this film because I do not understand it. Let me read this. The film follows. This is a quote. The film follows the brilliant but conflicted theoretical physicist who headed the Manhattan Project responsible for producing the world's first nuclear weapons that effectively ended World War II. Mm, I would rather go watch Issa Rae be president. Thank you. Wow, guys, thanks for catching up. I'm going to go watch The Bear Season 2 and maybe No Hard Feelings with Jennifer Lawrence. And then I'm going to send Shonda Rhimes a DM and ask why we got pictures for season three of Bridgerton, but no video. They flew those people from Queen Charlotte all the way to Brazil and had them go out on that stage. Also, did y'all see them? They had them standing so far apart after everyone on TikTok was like, they're in love, they're in love. They literally were standing like six feet apart at all times, social distancing to promote their show. Um, But anyway... We have pictures for season three of Bridgerton. I think it comes out in December is the rumor. Also, someone was speculating that we're getting all 10 episodes at the same time. But isn't that how Bridgerton's come out in the past? Is the full chunk or no? Um, Anyway, I mean, I'm excited. But like, I wish that they would not take so long to do all of this at the same time. Also, sometimes when I think about London, this is a stream of consciousness. I think about Wicked and Ariana Grande and Cynthia Erivo and Jonathan Bailey and I think about the fact that it's gonna be two parts and I'm not I can't hand like I'm just not built like that two I'm going to see two films at the movies when when am I like a year apart or something I don't know what is this Harry Potter (laughs) anyway um I think that's all I have to catch up on at this point I mean Oh, I did watch the Challengers trailer. Did you guys watch that? I have to be honest. I do not understand the plot of that film. I will watch it when it comes to streaming service because we are supporting Zendaya and all things. But I I am confused. And I'm also, is this like original source material? Like is this, this isn't like adapted from something, right? Which is part of our, our like cultural issue is that it's like we have to absorb original IP because it's important and we don't want everything to be like a Marvel movie or a video game remake like we don't need that many Super Mario Brother movies but then when there is original content I'm confused by it (laughs) um anyway are there therapists specifically to talk through movies because that's probably what I need um okay thanks for catching up bye